emergency episode. I had to do it. Iowa wins tonight, 83 to 67 at Scene Hall. What a great road win. First road game of the season. And um, as you guys can tell, I'm pretty jacked up about it. I've been really excited going into the season uh, with this Iowa basketball squad. I, I just felt like we are going to have a good year. And and who knows? I mean, it's, it's only one game. But um, I think tonight really showed what this team is capable of, what it's made of. And, and like I said, I think it's going to be a really fun season. Season of up and down, just like every year. That's that's basketball. You're going to go in, you know, ways. You know, you're going to go a couple games where you're not going to shoot the ball good and you might lose a few. And then you go on a maybe a two-week run. I mean, it's just that's basketball for you. But I think for the most part, this is going to be a really exciting uh, year for Iowa, Iowa basketball. I'm about ready to say Iowa football. Um, I'm still in the Iowa football spirit, so don't get me wrong. Uh, but um, – I'm just, yeah, pretty pumped about this. So let's get right into it. This scene hall team coming in in this game. I, we talked about this on actually the episode that came out this morning uh, when we were talking in the football podcast. We we talked a little Iowa basketball at the end of it. Uh, but I just want to bring this up. If you guys are listening to this on YouTube, I should probably say who I am. I, I guess I, I was so focused on um, explain my reasonings of why I'm doing a podcast tonight. This is the Hawk Talk on Melrose. If you've ever listened to us, uh, follow us on YouTube. Um, we have a video thing up there. If not, you can listen to us on your favorite platform, uh, podcast platform. So anyways, let's get right to it. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see my screen right now. And, and as you can see here, Scene Hall, not a bad team. Now, they obviously just dropped because we just we just played them. Let's see where they're at now. Um, they're at 46 now. They were at 35 um, literally just an hour ago, but now they're down to 46. Um, they're 60th in adjusted offense and 33rd in adjusted defense. So not a bad team. And that's why that's going back to what I just said two minutes ago, a really solid road win for us. Now, I don't know where scene hall is going to end up. I would imagine they're probably going to end up top 100. So will this be a quad one win for us? I, I certainly think it, it might. If they can stay in the top 75, it will be. I don't know. It's just so hard to predict early on in the season. Now, I will say with Seton Hall, they have a great coach. And they have some good players. Um, so I think they're, they'll fare well, um, especially when they get into Big East play. I think they were predict, predict projected, I can't even talk right now, projected to finish sixth in the Big East, which is pretty decent because um, that's a really good basketball conference. But, um, yeah, early on, like I said, 33rd in adjusted defense. That's really good. So we put up 83 points, and we'll talk about this. Despite missing a lot of easy buckets in the first half, despite paying Sanford only having two points, pretty damn impressive. Pretty damn impressive. So I just wanted to show this first because I guy people that aren't familiar uh, with, you know, okay, is this scene hall team really that good? And, and I'm not thinking they're that good, but – I just want to make the point across that they're a, a pretty solid team. It's not like we just went on the road and played some below average team. Cause I don't think that this is that team. I think they're going to be a pretty um, solid team this year. Um, who knows if they'll make the tournament. I have no idea. Um, um, obviously we'll, we'll know more as the year goes on. It's just so early in the season. You just never know about some of these teams. Like if we played Seton hall a month and a half from now, you can maybe start drawing up conclusions, uh, but yeah, so let's get right into it. 83 points scored despite the start of the game. I think we're all as Iowa fans and, and that's basketball. You know, you just, it happens. I think 
just the atmosphere, big game for them. You know, they're welcoming in a Big Ten team that was 2-0, and and um, and their their crowd was j- jacked up for it, and they're and they they came out with that intensity and and got up to a ten to two start. And I texted in the group chat, and I hate once again drawing conclusions, but I I just said, man, we look very soft right now, and we did. We were we got like out rebound in the first four minutes. I think they had like seven offensive boards in the first four, and they got up ten to two, and it, it just did not look very good. It looked like wow, maybe those first two games, even though we crushed the competition we all knew we we were playing not very good teams but it's like ooh, maybe maybe we still have a lot of work to do and and we still do i mean just because you win i mean there's still things you gotta prove on but when we got down 10-2 i was like ooh, this doesn't look very good and we weathered the storm and not only did we come back but once we got the lead they never took the lead from us and that and that's what's the most impressive thing i think because when you talk about a basketball squad, that mental, you know, ability, and despite them making runs in the second half, I mean, you saw it in the first minute of the second half, you know, we're up by 12 going into halftime. We come out, turnover leads to an easy bucket for them. Another turnover leads to another bucket. And just like that, they raced a 12 point uh, game to what a six or eight point game. And the crowd gets back into it and we weathered the storm again. So I just thought that was really impressive where once we took the lead from them, they never got it back. And we were pretty much in control the entire game. And like I said, in the second half, there was a few moments where they did kind of crawl back. There was another another moment, probably midway in the second half, where they made a couple threes back to back and they cut it to like a five-point game. And we just, once again, weathered the storm. Led by, and if you can see my screen right now, I'm highlighting his his name, Chris Murray a clone copy of Keegan, literally um, pretty impressive, man. I, I was expecting good things out of him this year. I was just worried that he wasn't going to be exactly like Keegan. I think everyone was like, Oh, you know, he's yeah, Keegan. It's like, okay, he's his own person. And I thought, you know, if he can be, you know, somewhat close to Keegan, great, man. He looked like Keegan Murray last night. He looked like Keegan. He looked like a lottery pick. He looked like a guy that, just, hey, this is my team. I'm going to put the guys behind my back. And in the first half, you know, other guys were struggling, right? Even Tony Perkins, who ended up with 18 points, struggled in the first half, right, to get to get shot. Chris Murray put everybody on his back. And he put up 29 points, 11 rebounds, played great defense. That was very, very impressive. And then talk about Tony Perkins. Once again, didn't have a very good first half, but, man, came out in the second half and just lit it up. 18 points, five assists, three steals, right? Had that, had that, um, that tech, you know, call on him because, you know, he was getting into it. But I, I love that. I mean, at the time I was kind of mad. Just like, come on, you know, that's free, two free easy buckets for them. Plus they're going to get the ball. But that's just who Tony Perkins is. You know, that intensity, man. He, he gets the team, you know, fired up and you, you, I can't go wrong with that. Um, Another really good performance by Rubracha, I think. You know, um, you can just tell from the difference from last year to this year. Just looks a lot better. And in those first two games, you know, you sat there and you saw, you know, how, how much better he has looked. But you had to kind of be careful because it's like, okay, we we're also playing 
pretty weak competition. Well, he comes in tonight and, and starts off the game eh, not looking too hot, right? Those first four minutes were getting out-rebounded, things like that. But he really took it on. And he finished with 10 points, 11 rebounds. I'm telling you, if Rebracha can do that for us, we're going to have a pretty solid year. So looking at the box score, and I think going into the season, this is kind of what I predicted, where you're going to have the, the two big guys in Chris Murray and Tony Perkins. Those two are going to be your just the guys that you're going to re, you're going to rely on, going to be consistent guys for you. And then they're going to have everyone kind of sprinkle in other guys, right? And that's what happened tonight. Chris Murray, Tony Perkins, right? They had combined 47 points and then just sprinkle in the other guys that are still really good for us, right? Patrick McCaffrey, you know, Rebracha, uh, you know, Connor McCaffrey, right? Aaron Ewis. Yeah, I thought Aaron Ewis had a really good game. Um, I would say the only thing I that maybe I could say is Sanford didn't have a really good game. It happens. I'm not too worried about it. I'm not gonna sit here and draw conclusions. I think that he just had a he had an off game. Um Sanford, he had two open looks for the three-point line. He's he's gotta make those. He's gotta make at least one, right? You're a three-point shooter, you gotta make at least one. But I, I think Sanford will be fine. Um, I think in, in my eyes. What I what I took from that is, man, we put up 83 points despite probably our best one of our best shooters only scored two points and was 0 for four from the from um the field goal and and 0 for two from the three point line. So, uh, I don't think that's gonna be an issue. Um, or hopefully not anyway. Hopefully he can uh, build back his confidence because I think Sanford has the game. You saw that in the Big Ten tournament last year had a really good game against Purdue made some really clutch shots for us. And I think, I think he'll be just fine, but, um, but yeah, overall. And then, yeah, looking at the bench, you know, Bowen played very, very slight. I mean, very small minutes. I think only a couple minutes he played. I know it doesn't show here on this, but I don't think he was in there more than three or four minutes. Um, obviously he didn't really do much. I think he shot one. Yeah. He shot one time, miss, miss that layup. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Euless, man, I said in the episode that I made about a month ago when I just talked Iowa basketball for like 20, 30 minutes, similar to what I'm doing tonight by myself. Um, yeah, I'm missing Tyler, by the way. Um, he's, he's probably sleeping. I'm, I'm recording this pretty late at night, and he gets up at like 3.30 in the morning, so I don't blame him if he's sleeping. So if he's listening to this, Tyler, I'm not making fun of you. Um, I, I don't blame you at all. Um, but I'm just saying what, what you're probably doing right now. People are wondering. Um, but anyways, yeah, so when I made that episode like in 30 – what about a month ago, I, I said the X factor of this season and people probably laughed. I said it was Aaron Ewis. Very weird to say, but I knew, I actually thought Aaron Ewis might start this year. Um, I thought he might've been the point guard and then Tony Perkins at the two. And obviously that's not the case, but you could tell in the second half, what was kind of the go-to lineup? What was the closing lineup the last 10 minutes? It was Aaron Ewis and Tony Perkins. So maybe my prediction wasn't all that wrong, but I said Aaron Ewis was the X factor because we need better guard play. You know, you go the last decade under Fran McCaffrey. That's been the that's been the downside for for Fran's teams, right? The guard play just hasn't been very good. And actually, I, I think I saw a tweet. Let's see who it was by. I, I, I sent it to uh, the group. Um, 
Rick Webster said, Ulysses and Perkins on the floor together, it's very hard to guard. They're quicker than seeing Hall's go- defenders. When's the last time you could say that? And what he's referencing is because more, I mean, in previous years, outside of like maybe last year, because last year we had Tony Perkins, but outside of that, we have never had really good guard play. John Miller talked about it all the time. And if Aaron Ulysses can can be that that dude for us, along with Tony Perkins, that's that only is good for Iowa. And tonight he went, he had eight points for us, two assists, right? Three rebounds, made some free, free throws for us. Like he did and, and very good defense. Aaron Ulysses, really good defense. That's exactly what you need out of that guy. And whether he starts or not at all this season, he's going to play a lot of minutes because you saw tonight. I think Fran trusts him. I think last year he just wasn't quite there yet. This year, definitely, you could tell, has taken that next step. I just hope he can be consistent about it at this point, right? You don't want, you know, someone can take the next step, but, you know, might have a good game and then, you know, be, you know, be off for a couple games. I just hope he can be pretty consistent uh, for us. So let's just look at the team stats here. Uh, field goal wise, we shot 43%. Man, in the first half, we were we were missing a lot of easy, I wouldn't say like easy buckets, but definitely buckets that we should we should have scored. And we missed some wide open threes. I know Payne Sanford, both of his threes were wide open. Um, but overall, 43% from the three-point line, we uh shot only 31%, which once again, we only made five threes. And we put up 83 points. Like that's that's to me that's insane because Iowa is generally a pretty good three point shooting team, and we only shot five threes. Like we only made, or I should say, we only shot, we only made five threes. We shot 31 percent. Yet we put up 83 points. Now the free throws, and and I've already seen people on Twitter, seen Hall fans uh, tweeting, and you know the you know we had we shot 33 free throws versus them only 13. You watched the game. Was there maybe a few calls here or there that maybe was kind of like, oh, you know, but but for the most part, I mean, they were they were fouling. I mean, those were a lot of fouls. It's like quit reaching in, right? And you can make the case that some of their some of our calls on them were were not that great either. So I get it. You know, we shot 33 free throws, they only shot 13, but it is what it is. Um, we shot 84% from the free throw line, which is really good to see because going into, well, last year, that was our big weakness was, well, two things, rebounding and making free throws and shooting 85% from the free throw line. That'll do. That'll do. Um, let's see here. We got out rebounded. They had 40 rebounds. They had 38 offensive boards They had 18. We had 13. That's like I said, that's something we, we need to, um, we need to clear up. We need to figure out. Um, I do love this. So, you know, speaking of defenses, defense, defenses, defense, eight steals, and they had 16 turnovers. Pretty good defense. 60, 67 points. Now, um, I thought that stretch there at the end of the first half, like the last like five minutes was unbelievable defense. I mean, they, they went, I mean, they went so cold. We were, we were playing very aggressive on D and it was, it was really good to see. So um, yeah, just overall, I mean, this is going to be a short episode. I don't really need to talk much. I think everyone kind of gets what the game is. I just kind of wanted to go over everything. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm, I'm forgetting anything or not. I, I don't know. I, I just, 
I love it. I, I love also tonight with Tony Perkins, just some of those drives that he was going in, being very aggressive. I love to see that. Um, and I, I hope we see more of that as, as the year goes on with, with Tony. Um, let's take a look at Iowa's schedule before we call this tonight. Um, so as you can see here, ooh, did not mean to zoom in there. So we have one more game, uh, one more like easy game before we kind of go on this. What is it? Five? I don't know. It's actually six. I know it doesn't show here, but we, we do play on Saturday, November 26th as well. But we play Omaha on Monday night on Big Ten Network. Should be a win. And then we play um, in the tournament. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know where this tournament's at. I know I, I, I'm a shitty fan. I don't know where the tournament's at, but I, I want to say somewhere good. I, I mean, I would say somewhere probably in Florida or something. Let me see here. Iowa basketball schedule. I think it's going to show, show it on their actual uh, website. So I'm curious right now, but, um, but we played Clemson. And then if we win, Regardless if we win or lose, we, we will play again on Saturday, but it just depends on who will play on Saturday. Um, Emerald, yep, Florida, Emerald Coast Classic in Florida. So I'll just look at actually the Hawkeye website. So, yeah, we play Omaha on Friday or on Monday, and then on Black Friday, which if you're an Iowa fan, man, that's going to be a hell of a day. Iowa-Nebraska, hopefully if we win this weekend against Minnesota, that will be – the game will not only do you want to beat Nebraska because it's Nebraska, but might be if we went on Saturday trip to go to Indy, if we beat Nebraska. So that's a, that's a big game. And then literally right after that game's over with, cause that game starts at three, probably go right up until six o'clock, Iowa Clemson, which we're going to be at the Iowa football game. So it's going to kind of suck because I'm probably not going to be able to watch this game. Damn it. Um, or watch at least the first, like what half, um, and then, yeah, so we play that win or lose. We will play Saturday. Just depends on who will play either Cal or TCU, which I don't really know much about these teams. I know as beginning of the year, I, I looked up like Clemson. I looked up, you know, where they're going to kind of fare at. I looked, I think Georgia tech too. I think both of them were like more towards the bottom of the ACC. So they're not like really good ACC teams, but I, they're going to be, you know, it's going to be tough. I mean, they're not going to be cakewalks right um tcu i thought was supposed to be pretty good this year but i'm pretty sure they lost the other night to some shit team so i don't know um but then anyways get done with that small little tournament and then we play on tuesday this is the acc challenge we play georgia tech um at home which that should be a win i mean we should win that game and then we play duke jimmy v classic i will be there i cannot wait in new york city madison square garden it just worked out um we weren't we were playing, we were going to New York all along and um, we were going to go Wednesday through Sunday. Just so happened to look at Iowa's schedule. I was like, Oh shit. We're literally in New York a day after there. I'm like, okay, no, we're, we're moving the plane flight plane. We're, we're going a day early. So we're going to that game. I'm pretty stoked about that. And then two days later, which man, like, I can't believe like we play two days after that game. Like I give us some time. Right. Um, we play Iowa state at home and then we play Wisconsin at home. And then we play some, you know, two cakewalk teams before we start Big Ten, officially start Big Ten play. So we have a really hard stretch coming up here after Omaha. And this is why tonight's game was so big, because our non-conference this year, way better than previous years. And I like it. I, I'm glad that Fran, you know, rose to the occasion, you know, and, and I think it it builds 
confidence for your team when you do stuff like that because it shows that hey I trust you as players like you, we have a good team like I trust that you guys can you guys are capable of of competing against these teams right and so I like it um but it is tough and that's why tonight's game I thought was so big because you know after Omaha you know like I said we have a six seven game stretch here where you're you're not gonna win all those games you're just not you're gonna lose a couple and to get that first win out of the way is huge um now just looking at this, I would imagine that we will beat Clemson. I, I would just, I would imagine that's going to happen. I hope it happens, but I imagine. And then we play again on Saturday. It's going to be tough, and especially you know, regardless of Cal or TCU. Um, but let's just say we lose one. Let's just say we lose one game in that in that uh tur- little tournament. Okay, that's fine. We have one loss. I say we beat Georgia Tech at home. Duke game's going to be tough. I, I don't know if we're going to win that game. I think, in my opinion, um, if we can keep it close, make it a very competitive game, I think that's good. Now, I know Duke is a little down this year. They're not as good as they were last year. But I think just confidence-wise, if, if you can keep it close with Duke, I mean, if you want it, would be awesome. But if you kept it close with them, I think that that's good. Um, and then we get Iowa State at home. Iowa State, they're always just going to be tough. Um just under, you know, their head coach, um, TJ. It's just, it's just who they are. They're, they're a tough team. They're going to play really good defense. You, you already see that this year. I've watched, or I haven't watched, but I've looked up, uh, kind of followed their first two games. And, and the teams that they play, they just can't score. I mean, like Iowa State just plays really good defense. So that's going to be a really tough game at home. I'm glad that game's at home. I'm going to say, I don't know. I don't want to go too over just because we won tonight. I don't want to go too overboard. Um, I'm going to say this: Iowa State, Wisconsin. I'm going to say we at least split those two games. So either give me the Iowa State game, or give me the Wisconsin game. So if that's the case, right? That's the case. One win right there. Two, three. If we, and what do we? What what is it? Six games all together. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, so six games. I know on this screen it's not showing the TC or Cal. So that's six games. If we could somehow go at least three and, you know, three for six. Um, But if we go four, if we get four out of the six, that would be good. That would be really good. Um, At least get half, if not get four. But regardless, it's going to be a really fun stretch after this Omaha game on Monday. It's going to be a really fun stretch, and I'm really excited for it. So, that will do it for this episode. Um, glad I did this. Kind of fun, actually. Might do more throughout the season. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see what my response is um, to these episodes. See what the views are, and see if it's even worth doing it. Uh, but um, that will do it for this episode. We'll be back on Sunday or Monday uh, to go over the Iowa with Iowa Minnesota game for football, and then talk a little Iowa Nebraska. Uh, we normally obviously record episodes middle of, the, middle of the week, but with Thanksgiving next week, I'm going back home on probably Tuesday night. So it's just probably going to be either Sunday or Monday we're going to record. So be on the lookout for that. And as always, go Hawks.